This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, coming to you live from Finley Cadillac in Henderson. Very excited to be here this afternoon. We always say that we're coming to you live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Well, this really is the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio because there's nothing but Finley Cadillacs that are full of performance sitting right next to me. I'm very excited to be here for the next couple hours holding it down unnecessary rough. This my man, Damon Cotton, is back in the home studio. And, of course, I'm here at the dealership, and I have so many prizes for you. I don't think I've ever seen so many prizes at a, a, an event at one time. And when I say prizes, I mean a bunch of tickets. Now, I'll say this. There's a bunch of tickets for an event going on tomorrow that's going to be really cool, but you you got to get here today to pick up the tickets. The Pure Aloha, the 19th annual Pure Aloha Spring Festival and Concerts. They're going on Thursday, April 21st. That's going to be tomorrow, Craig Ranch Regional Park. Come on by and hook up these tickets. I'm going to give you tickets, not only a pair of tickets, but I'm going to give you three, four, five tickets. I'm going to give you what you need. Until I run out. That's just as simple as it is. I'm in a giving mood. I'm, I'm in one of my happy places. You know, you go somewhere and you get to a place and it's, a, it's that happy place and you get into that happy mood. Well, that's exactly what I am today. I've actually been in the happy mood all week long knowing that I was going to be here. And uh, coming off the strength of a, a Dave Ziegler press conference leading up to the draft. So, I mean, today has just been one of those fantastic days. Not to mention the weather's really nice. It's not windy outside like it's been the past few days. I think I found my neighbor's trash can in my backyard this morning and that's okay. That's okay, I returned it to him. But uh, it's a nice day out today, so you can definitely uh, come on by, hang out with us for a while. And if you're at the job right now, leave the job. I started walking around the dealership. I got here, DeMond, no joke, I got here about 45 minutes early, right? <laughs> and that's about, that's about normal, you know, 45 minutes, 30 minutes early, whatever. You get here a little early to make sure that everything's good to go and, you know, all your equipment's working correctly and, you know, you can hear yourself talk and all that good stuff. And so that's what we did. We made sure that that happened. But after I did that, then I started walking around the dealership looking at the cars. I had one direction. The wife gave me one set of directions when she left the house this morning for her job. Don't come back with the car. <laughs> and then, and then, Damon, this is going to crack you up because as she said that in the same breath, she said, well, unless it's for me. So there you go. She kind of gave me a little bit of an out, right? She kind of gave me a little bit of clearance to do what I do. So I think I might be bringing her to the dark side, which is not even the dark side. It's the best side. Uh, being a, a, a member of the Cadillac family. And it's just a different level, man, when you're part of the Cadillac family. So uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here, and I will say, I'll, you'll, you'll be proud of me, Damon. It only took me about mm, five minutes, and I found the car that I really like. Well, I'm sure it didn't. Yeah, I'm sure it was real easy for you. Just looked at a Cadillac and was like, "Yeah, I will want that one." You would really want that one. Have you talked to a salesman yet? No, no, I didn't do any of that yet. I'm trying to really be good, man. I'm trying. I'm sitting here in the front lobby. I'm looking at all these great cars. I mean, man, there's there's some fantastic uh, vehicles right next to me. I mean, literally some beautiful colors, and they shine. You know, when they're on the showroom floor, they just shine differently. When you walk, no joke. When you walk, like your feet squeak because the the floor is so clean. 
it's just different, man. It's just a different level. So uh, I've already walked around and perused the whole place multiple times. I, I'm sure that a couple people that don't realize that I'm here to do a radio show are probably like, what is this dude still doing? Why is he hovering around here? But it's, uh, it, it's uh, of course, a lot of fun to be here. You know, I couldn't, couldn't be happier. Uh, but, yeah, I found a Cadillac CT4 350T. Black on the outside, black on the inside. What's that song? Remember that? Uh, clean on the inside. Clean. Remember that song? What was that? Ice, ice cream, cream paint, paint job. job. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that old school ice cream paint job? Well, this is not the ice cream paint job, but it is clean on the outside and clean on the inside. Black on black. I mean, it, it just doesn't get any better than that. The rims are black. It's just it's sharp. So, and it's out in the other. I'm in the I'm in the front. I'm in the front lobby. It's out in the back lobby. It's in the back where you go and you kind of walk around and see what you see. And they got a couple of real fancy cars that aren't for sale, but some real like old school fancy car. And then they have uh, what do you mean not for sale? No, it's just it's a display. It's a display thing. Just kind of saying like, yeah, hey, we got this here, you know, and and, and saying don't try to get in this vehicle and sit in it. But uh, there's plenty of cars that are for sale. Let me please believe that. Uh, what, What are you're a truck driver, right? You like driving trucks? Uh, sometimes, I mean, I, my the main car is a Prius, but you know the backup is the truck. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, that's not a bad backup to have. I'm, I'm gonna find you something, man. I'm gonna find you something. I'm not gonna get you into a CT4. I'll yeah, kind of like they don't make pickups, do they? Um, no, but they have they have some, you know, they have some uh, some SUVs that are smaller. They're not Escalade SUVs, but they're smaller, uh, like the XT4, which I'm sitting right next to the 350T that you can you can ride in that. You could ride in that one. I think that you would look pretty good. You'd look pretty cool. Kayla would appreciate if you took her out uh, one night, you know, maybe took her out skating or so. Oh, wait, no, she doesn't go skating with you. She goes with her other friend. That's right. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe you could take someone else out. I'm just saying. There's, uh, there's someone you could take out. Maybe not Kayla. We won't, we'll keep that between me and you. We won't myself, tell her. that too. You know what I'm doing? You know, stun for myself. <laughs> hey, honestly, if you were to ride out of here with one of these, that's who you'd want in your car anyway is just you because the looks that you would get, is all you need. You know what I mean? See, and then you would have options. See, if you go out with somebody, you know the old saying that they say, don't bring sand to the beach? <laughs> you know I've that never old, heard that. You never, you never. never heard. Are you serious? You never heard I've that saying? I've only been to the beach like twice in my life, so. You don't have to go to the beach to understand the saying. Man, you, where have I been your whole life? You really do need me around. Never I, bring sand to the who would who would say that? That's an obvious thing to say. You know, it, it's to the think, point where it's so simple. Slow, slow down and think what I just said. Don't bring sand to the beach. And what did you say? What I don't know. What did I say? That's an obvious thing. That's an obvious thing. Of exactly. Course. That's the point of the saying. Don't bring sand to the beach. Meaning, Damon. If you're going to go somewhere, there's going to be a plethora of something. Why would you want to bring something or someone with you? I am laughing at if someone said that to me, like, I just shrug them off. You, do, you, do, you, do you even understand what I'm talking about yet? Yes, I get what you're saying, yes. But just that saying is idiotic. No, it's not. It makes all the sense in the world. Anyone who has a pulse understands what that means. Don't bring sand to the beach is one of the most known sayings ever to anyone above the age of three. I don't, I don't believe so. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. We're not going to agree to disagree on that one. You're just absolutely wrong. <laughs> I can't believe this. I, I, I'm serious. Like, I don't know where you've been or where I've been your whole life. I absolutely need to, I need to learn you, man. You need, you needed big bruh longer than I thought you needed big bruh. Unbelievable.
Man. Anywho, I don't think I'm going to get over this, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to move on with the show. I'm going to start doing a survey around here. Unbelievable. All right. Well, coming up on the show today, <laughs> had a really good day earlier at uh, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center as GM Dave Ziegler talked to the media, the little pre-draft you know, uh, presser, and I'll tell you, um, he was really fun to talk to. He really was, uh, and, and it's not because you know I had some kind of one-on-one conversation or anything with him, but he was just very informative when he gave us his answers, and this was the first opportunity I've had to be in front of him and, and ask questions and listen to him talk. Obviously, he was at the owners' meetings, and then he was at the combine as well. So others have talked to him before, but and the introductory press conference, and I wasn't able to be at any of those. But being there today, I'll tell you what, man, I I, I feel like I learned a lot about Dave Ziegler and his approach uh, by listening to the the presser and asking a couple questions as well. But I mean, he gave us plenty of time. I want to say, and Demond, you were monitoring the whole thing. What was it about twenty five minutes at least? It was at least twenty five minutes, right? More like thirty five. Okay, there you go. I knew you would know because you were literally monitoring the whole thing, just checking for sound bites that we want to have, and you'll hear some sound bites from Dave Ziegler later on in the show. Matter of fact, coming up around 2.30, you'll hear some, some uh, sound bites from his presser earlier today. And uh, he, he was very just uh, thorough with his answers. And, and it's kind of like the theme that we've been saying around here on Raider Nation Radio 920 for a while. He has like a, a, a calm confidence about himself. He has that, that just that demeanor and that approach where the plan is laid out, it's in place, and all he's doing is going through and executing it. You know, one thing that he said that really stood out to me, uh, and I think Cassie Soto was the one who asked the question. Matter of fact, I know she was, uh, asked about Mark Davis, and he said, and he, he repeated himself multiple times, Mark Davis wants to win football games. Mark Davis is very passionate about the Raiders, and there's no – you know, hey, this is what you need to do, Dave. This is no, not what you need to do, Josh. This is what you, you know, it, it was none of that. It's go handle your business. You know what the end goal is. You know what we want to get accomplished around here. Go do it. And I could totally appreciate that where he has the passion. Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, Champ Kelly, all those cats all know what the, what the end goal is for this organization. Everyone knows how passionate the owner is for this organization. And he's setting the team up and trying to set the team up for success any way he can by doing what he needs to do and allowing the people that know how to get it done to get it done, not by giving the directions, not by, you know, going out and picking the groceries and then telling Dave Ziegler to go in and, uh, and cook a, a gourmet dinner. You know, he's saying, here, here's the money. Here's the capital. Go get it done. Go get done what you need to get done. But just hearing Dave Ziegler talk about the passion of Mark Davis was really refreshing to hear. So that was just one of the highlights that I took away from, him meeting with the media earlier today around noon. I believe you heard that here on Raider Nation Radio 920, but you'll hear a couple sound bites later on in the show. Also coming up on the show uh, at 3 o'clock, our first guest of the day will be Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and also the RJ. He joins us each and every week, and he was in attendance, and he asked a few questions and uh, was able to take in what Dave Ziegler had to say. And, you know, one thing I learned about Dave Ziegler today, and I'd already been tipped off about this, and I didn't know if it was true, and I'm so glad that uh, I, someone had tweeted at me during the right before the presser started when I had tweeted a picture and said, uh, oh, yeah, Dave Ziegler's about to talk to the – talked to the media, and someone tweeted at me and said, hey, this is your opportunity to ask him about Law & Order SVU. I had totally forgot. I had absolutely totally forgot. And 
So I thought, okay, I'll ask him. I'm going to ask him about Law & Order SVU and if he was an extra. That was the, the report and the rumor that I had always been told that he was an extra on that show. And I really don't remember even where or who told me that, but I got fired up because that was my show, or that is my show. I love that show. And so at the very end when it was all wrapped up and everything, and I don't even know if the, if the mics and, and, and the recorder was still or the, the video, I don't even know if that was still rolling or not, but he confirmed he was definitely uh, on Law & Order SVU. So – I feel like me and Dave are uh, our homeboys now. <laughs> oh, you definitely are, man. You know, he even he even broke down the episode, how he was holding the recorder. Right. I mean, I don't know if he got to talk to Ludacris, but maybe he did. Right. You know, there's so much to uncover there. I'm trying to what tell you. What other shows was he a background extra on? Man, I have no idea. I have no idea, but I just know that he, he said he was a, a background extra on Law & Order SVU and Ludacris, like you mentioned, was in the show, and I was like, oh, man, you were living your best life. And so we had a little back and forth about it. It was great. So uh, he, he was he was in good spirits, man. He was in real good spirits, and, and that's really cool to hear. So, uh, yeah, I, again, I appreciate whoever tweeted at me, and I'm sorry that I don't remember the name, but I'm trying to go through my Twitter account and find it, and that's taking me too long, so I'm not going to be able to find it right now. I'll find it during the, during the break. But, um, yeah, it's confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. GM Dave Ziegler was once on Law & Order. SVU. So at 3 o'clock, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join us to talk about his biggest takeaways and what he does. He thinks the Raiders are going to do, how he thinks they're going to approach next week's draft. And again, man, we are closer and closer and closer. So many things are starting to be put together. Parties are starting to be announced, starting to be uh, all kind of people starting to come to town. I've gotten a 5,000 uh, studio requests from people coming out from, from out of town that want to do their shows and they want to use our studios. And we simply just don't have enough space. I've been getting help, and that's a, that lets you know how many people are planning on being here in the Las Vegas area and being here for the draft. I mean, we're getting hit up from SiriusXM. We're getting hit up from ESPN. We're getting hit up from Fox. We're, I mean, everyone who's anyone who's got any kind of outlet, any kind of show, everyone has been hitting us up trying to get in some studio space, and we just, I mean, we don't have enough space for everybody. We just really don't, but that just lets you know exactly how many people are going to be here in town. And the weir weird thing about it is I was asking – the people from the NFL draft, I was asking a few questions about, you know, like having availability down at the scene of the draft so we can go and do our shows live. Like we thought about doing the morning tailgate with Clay Baker from the actual scene of the draft. And they're telling me as of right now, they're not even opening up the media room until one o'clock in the afternoon, which is bizarre. And I, I don't know if that's going to change, but that's really bizarre. You think about everyone coming from the East Coast. Who, where are they going to do their shows at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where are you going to do your show if the room's not open till 1 o'clock? So maybe they'll have to do their, their shows at the hotels or something like that. I'm not too sure. But it's really, really strange. I was thinking about on Thursday doing, doing Unnecessary Roughness, having this show actually live at the scene, and then pitching to JT and Jason Fitz and, uh, and Eric Allen to give you a little bit of pre-draft uh, conference or pre-draft uh, show, which is going to be fun. So basically, I kind of give you a little bit of a um, little housekeeping right now. On Thursday next week, the day of the draft, it's going to be unnecessary roughness is going to go from two to three. And then at three o'clock, I'm going to pitch it to JT, Jason Fitz from ESPN and Eric Allen. They'll take you up to five o'clock. That'll be the beginning of the draft. And then they'll go from there. So, uh, yeah, and they'll lead you right into the NFL draft. And then Friday, 
I believe it'll be JT, Eric Allen, and myself, and we'll be doing the show all the way live from Raiders HQ. And then Saturday morning at, I believe, 8 o'clock, myself and Eddie Pascal will be doing the show for an hour live from uh, from, Raider, from, uh, from Raiders HQ as well. So uh, it's going to be a busy next week. It's going to be a fun next week. I can't wait to get there, but we still have a few days in this week before we do. So uh, it's going to be, like I said, and I've been saying full throttle NFL draft. We've been going uh, hard in the paint. We're going to continue that the rest of the week. So Ed Graney will just talk about the expectations of the city, the team, knowing that they don't pick around till the uh, till round three as of right now. There was a couple little breadcrumbs that Dave Ziegler threw out there uh, during his media session that might make you wonder, hmm, are they talking about trading up? Do they think that they're going to trade up? And we'll get to all that in a little while. And then at 3.30, Emily Van Buskirk, she's from uh, SidelineSass.com. She, uh, she's actually been on this show before. She joined us to talk about the Heisman Trophy uh, award when she was there in New York for the ceremony. She was also there for the Army-Navy game. She joined us uh, a couple times here on the station. She's going to join us to talk about the USFL. They were in action this past weekend, and everything got wrapped up on Monday, and there was a lot of uh, massive people, like viewers. Viewership was, was huge for the USFL over the weekend, and I don't know if that was because the product was really good or it was something new and everyone wanted to see what it was going to look like. I happen to think, and my belief, my gut feeling tells me, it has to do more with not not knowing what to expect, and so people wanted to tune in and see it because it was new. But she was there, covered it for, in Birmingham. She was all over it all weekend long, including on Monday. So she'll kind of give us a rundown and, and her thoughts on it and see, uh, you know, how they're doing. And the one thing that stands out to me about the USFL, and I don't know if you saw this, DeMond, or not, but uh, Coach Curb, you know, used to be the, the Raiders uh, running back coach. He, uh, he retired before last season. He's actually a head coach there in the USFL, and he's the one that has famously now uh, cut a guy and apparently he cut a guy because the guy ordered pizza instead of chicken salad, even though there's conversations that that's not really the reason why he got cut. But that's the video that's been floating around. I don't know. Did you get a chance to see that video? Oh, yeah, that was the funniest thing. When we have her on, that's all I want to talk about. Because it was also <laughs> in the rule book, like he's, he's stating in Section 41, it says no disrespect will be tolerated. And apparently saying, hey, man, I don't want chicken salad. I'd rather have pizza instead. That right. is disrespecting someone that works for the team. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. I found it to be a little bizarre, but then I'm also hearing that uh, that that's not the only reason why he was released, and what, and that's not really the whole the whole gist of it. And honestly, I think it's kind of doing the whole league, un, you know, like an injustice because that's what everyone's talking about is that video and him releasing the player because of the the pizza slash you know chicken salad type situation instead of actually talking about the players that are out there playing and what they've been doing and so I think that a lot of people are kind of upset that that's the main headline but we'll definitely ask because it is like you said it is the main headline so we'll get to that coming up at 3:30 so uh, definitely want to open up the phone lines to you at 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187 keyword R and R again my man Demond Cotton he's back in the home studio the Finley Cadillac performance studio and he'll take your calls and we'll get your text and it's funny before i even ask the question i've had a couple people actually text on the salmon ass text line saying they've never heard of that saying either am i that old am i getting that old where people have not heard of don't bring sand to the beach is it it's not that old like I thought, thank I you listeners thank mailman you raider mailman raider said he's never heard of that before and then a text from the 408 said that he's never heard of that either it's unbelievable where have you guys been I am really, I don't understand. I'm beside myself. Exactly, because that, I think that was like, because I understand the sentiment of what you're saying. It's just, I ain't never heard that before. And I'm glad other people. I don't understand how you haven't. I don't understand how you have I don't understand how they haven't. They clearly have needed me in their corner for a long time, too, and I didn't know it. 
Man, I'm glad I'm here to save everybody. <laughs> you got any other um, Q sayings that maybe got it's lost back in the day? It's not a Q saying. I can't even say that that's a Q saying. That's an old well, saying. Well, maybe something that you heard back in the day that people ain't saying no more. Well, you wouldn't know because you wouldn't know that people ain't saying it no more. Exactly. My man Bill tweeted at me and said, DeMond needs a big brother. See, there you go. He heard of it. There you go. I've got an older brother. I'm sure we're close in age, so I'm sure he's never heard that saying either. Big Deuce said, I am still in belief that DeMond didn't understand the sand to the beach saying. I agree. I agree 100%. Agree 100%. I guarantee you there's nobody in this car dealership right now that I could pull to the side, put a headset on, and ask them if they have ever heard that saying. They'll be like, oh, yeah, no doubt. I heard that all the time. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Let me get to the topic real quick because, like I said, I'm still stuck on whatever DeMond's not talking about and not hearing about. It's all good. So I got the, uh, I, I, I got the, the show topic that I want to throw out there to you. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead. Well, never mind. Let's just go ahead and throw out the topic. How about that? We'll do that today. Uh, don't worry about the opening drive today. Uh, if the Raiders could come out of next week's draft with one player that you really want, one player that you really want, you're really focused in on, who would it be? Who is that draft pick number one for you? And the reason I asked this question, because there's got to be some kind of reason why I asked that, right, is because I was doing that pro football focus mock simulator. I, was, I, I really never, ever dibble and dabble with it. I know a lot of people do, and they, like, tweet at me or they'll text me and say, hey, this is what I just did on pro football focus. I think that, you know, the Raiders can come away with this. And so I did it last night in DeMond. That was, have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, participated in that? No, I can't say that I have. Doc, you have to do it during the show. You literally have to do it during the show. Go to profootballfocus.com, pff.com, and then just hit Mock Draft Simulator. And, and when you get there, tell me, and we'll do it like live on the air or whatever. Because I did it last night while I was recording my podcast, but I did it live. And, man, I'll tell you, when, when the bullets are live and it's, it's, you're under the gun, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, your pick. And then you're waiting to go and pick again. And then, all right, it's your pick. Man, I'm telling you, you could always have a good idea. Like I had a great idea of the players that I wanted to draft, when I went into the thing, but only like one of them was ever available. You know, one guy would be available and then the other guys wouldn't be available. Or one guy, you know, wouldn't be available, but then three would. And so then it was, man, you make one bad decision and all of a sudden it snowballs into a bunch of bad decisions. And I'll tell you last night, and I finally came away, I did four of them. And then finally after the fourth one, I felt like I did the best one. And that was the one I did live on the show. So uh, I, I just stopped right there. But it, it's it's actually pretty fun, but it's frustrating. And, and it, I ain't going to lie, man, it made me sweat a little bit. So <laughs> that's why I'm asking if the Raiders could come out of the draft next week with one player in particular that you really would like to see them get that you think is a realistic opportunity for them to get this player, who would it be? That's the question I have for you. 69187, keyword R&R, Sam and Ash text line. And then, of course, 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, and let's talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, good afternoon. Q and DeMond, thank you for taking my call. Now, I just got to address it, man. I, I know we got a topic, but I'm going to have to say this. DeMond, my guy. Come on, now. <laughs> this man code, dude. We have to pull your G card. No wonder you want to go to UK and get one of the Mercedes on. <laughs> missing all. You're missing them all. Nah, all cap, man. It's all love. You know, Demon, you're my guy. Now, I didn't. I had something else prepared since Ziggy talked to the media today. Man, I was blown away. Um, the first statement that caught me in that I was like, whoa, hey, that's, that's what I want to see, a new direction. You know, when Ziggler made that statement, he said, uh, low-maintenance individuals. You know, yeah. he wants to get those guys that are going to show up early, 
stay late, be at, be at the facility grinding tape or lifting weights instead of being out clout chasing. And, you know, him saying that he was going to, they were going to be looking at guys and checking their character, like really checking it. They want players that are going to come here, play ball, keep their heads down. You can do whatever you want once you leave the league. You're a millionaire. But they want guys that are want to play for those eight to ten years, hopefully, that they get. That was huge. Same with him talking about the assistant GM and uh, McDaniel, all of them having a similar view on players and scouting. I think that's huge. I feel like that's probably something that we've been missing. We've all heard all the stories that came out of the Mayock-Gruden era where they differed in what they saw in players, and it kind of caused a little bit, from what I've heard, a little bit of a divide there, and Gruden having the majority say, you know, like some of those I could see why, you know, we all criticized Mayock for saying, yeah, there was red flags in our net, but we decided ultimately that we were going to go for him. That screams to me that they were dead set on getting the guy no matter what. And it's not going to be like that anymore. They said they're going to take the best player and they're going to do their due diligence. And I'm happy to hear that as a Raider fan who suffered through, I don't even know how many drafts. <laughs> now, thank you guys for taking my car. You have a great day. All right, my man, you too. I definitely appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, uh, that was something uh, I liked what he said about criteria. That was actually a question that I asked him is, you know, what are you looking for when you are – you know, looking into these draft picks, these draft prospects, you know, what what do you want to see from them to make you feel comfortable in drafting these guys? So you'll actually hear his answer to that, and, and Fargo talked about it. You'll hear that coming up uh, probably about 235, 240 or something like that. We'll do that in the next segment. We'll play some, some uh, clips from what Dave Ziegler had to say. But, yeah, that stood out to me as well. Uh, the relationship between him and Champ Kelly, he's talked about it before. That was another question that I asked that I thought was important and just kind of wanted to see – you know, it's it's one thing when you're the general manager and you're in charge of everything. And look, the Raiders have done a lot this offseason, right? Contracts, they've done uh, they've done trades. They, so if you're the GM and you're doing everything, could you understand how overwhelmed you might be at this stage of the game with you know less than a week before the draft? I mean, that would be insane, right? And so to have Champ Kelly be the assistant GM where the Raiders never had an assistant GM and he can really be an important factor. That's why I wanted to ask that question because I thought that he was an important addition to that office and so uh, you'll, you'll hear the answer to that as well and I think that you're going to see some really good results having two sharp you know uh, football minds collaborating together and then of course also getting some feedback from Josh McDaniels the head coach getting feedback from Patrick Graham the defensive coordinator and so on and so forth if it's the offensive uh, line then you know you're talking to the offensive line coach I mean you're getting feedback they don't have the final say they don't say go get that guy. Don't go get go get David Arnett and call it a day. They don't do that, but they they have their ability to suggest what they're looking for in their position groups, and then ultimately the GM makes the call, which is exactly how it should be. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Let's talk to our guy Raider Convert right here in town. What's on your mind, Convert? To my man. Hey, uh, I'll tell you who I want in the draft. I want whoever Ziegler wants. My God, I like this it. guy is a genius. This, this this Derek, I'm a numbers guy. This Derek Carr extension might be the greatest single contract ever negotiated by a GM in the history of the NFL. If, if David Carr doesn't, uh, Derek Carr doesn't produce uh, next year and gets cut, the dead cap hit is like less than six million bucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and if Deshaun Watson gets cut next year, 
the Cleveland Browns dead cap hit is over $200 million. And, and the Derek Carr contract was signed after the Deshaun Watson contract. Ziegler is a genius. I absolutely love the guy. I want whoever he wants. All trust in Mr. Ziegler. Nice. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Real good stuff. I can appreciate that, my man. Good good call. Uh, good passion right there. Uh, that's good stuff. Thank you so much. Well, we want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is 69187. And you can call us. Let us know. What's the one player that you would like to see the Raiders come out of the draft with next week? Is there a guy that you focused in on? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll give you the results of my draft a little bit later on in the show. We do have some sound bites from Dave Ziegler's media session that he had earlier this afternoon. And uh, we'll let you hear that. But we also want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line 69187. I'm here live at Finley Cadillac here in Henderson. Come on by, hang out with us. I'm here till 4 o'clock. Got a ton of prizes, including T-shirts, and and I got some uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 cups and all kind of good stuff for you. Plus, come hang out and check out some of these Cadillacs, man. Why not? And my man, Damon, he's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Put some D's on it. <laughs> Throw some D's on it. Cadillac theme all show long as we're here live at Finley Cadillac. We're broadcasting live out of the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, but I'm here at the best performance studio possible, which is the Cadillac dealership. I do encourage you to come on by. And there was a big body Escalade, black on black with black rims. I'm not too sure what year that was, but it just looked like it drove off for a test drive. And, man, that thing looked clean. That thing looked sharp. I was trying to get a get an eye on what year it was, but it drove off too quickly. So I'm not mad. I'll have to check it out when it comes on by. But uh, you can come on by and you can check out some of the fantastic vehicles that they have here uh, on display. They have it right here in the front. Where I'm sitting at, they have them in the back. I've already found a vehicle that I'd like to check out, maybe even take for a little test drive a little bit later on. Not for the wife, but for myself, a Cadillac CT4 350T. Only instruction she gave me before I left was, yeah, go ahead and you can find find me one. Find me one. So I said, okay, all right, cool. And then I saw one and I said, oh, I can't let her drive that. I got to drive that. That thing is sharp. So there you go. I'm being greedy. But it is what it is, man. When you come here, you might end up being a little bit greedy. You may come here with intentions to find something for someone else, and you might drive off with something for yourself. And I'm not mad at that. Come on by and check it out and get hooked up with some of these prizes that we have here at the table waiting here for you. We're going to be here till at least 4 o'clock. I may be here a little bit longer, but we'll be here on the show live until at least 4 o'clock. We have Ed Graney from, the, from ESPN Las Vegas and the Review Journal coming up at 3 o'clock. We have Emily Van Buskirk. Coming up at 3.30 to talk about the USFL. We've been talking about Dave Ziegler and his media session that he had earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Some of the takeaways from that, I want you to hear a few sound bites, but I also want to hear from you. I want to hear from you when it comes to the draft coming up next week. Who is the one player, who is the one player that you really want the Raiders to take? Like if there's a person that you've been studying the draft and you're thinking, man, that could fill a need, or that's just a really good player. I saw him play in college. I'd like to see him play for the Silver and Black. That'd be awesome. Who is the one player, not three players, who is the one player that you have at the top of your wish list for the Raiders who don't pick right as of right now until round three, pick number 86. Got a couple text messages I want to get to real quick, and then we'll hit the Raider Nation listener line. The mailman Raider said, for me, it has to be Fa'alele. And then he said, or a defensive tackle. Haven't 
uh, haven't dove too much into the later rounds, but I think a big D tackle to go with Crosby and Jones would be great. And I agree. I agree with the big D tackle. That would be awesome. Uh, and I, I went with Mathis out of Alabama uh, for Darian Mathis. That was my very first draft that I did. Remember I said I did four on Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator. I went with Fedarian Mathis, uh, n- number 86 overall, and he was there. The other three, he was gone like one pick, two picks, or three picks before I got an opportunity to even pick. So then all of a sudden I had to pivot. Okay, well, if he's not there, then where am I going? So I went with the offensive tackle uh, out of Arizona State and thought that that was a really good pick. And it actually, it was a really good pick. I got a a, I think I got an A-minus grade on that one. So, uh, And that could be a, 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 an area of need as well. Or it could just be the best player available. But, yeah, I, I got to go with you, Mailman Raider. Uh, if you can get a big uh, defensive tackle like Fedarian Mathis, who I believe had, what, eight sacks last year, the uh, only person who had more sacks than him uh, was the guy who led the team. <laughs> and the, the guy who should have been who should have been probably the Heisman Trophy winner as far as I'm sure, um, concerned when it comes to uh, when it comes to – but he was a defensive player, so, of course, you know how that shakes out in college football. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I just think that Mathis could be a heck of an addition to the Raiders' defensive line in that attack and really help out with Patrick Graham. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Tim in Texas. Tim, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hello, how y'all doing? We're blessed, man. Uh, okay. My one player would be uh, Christian Watson. I know he's kind of like a boom or bust type player, but I I just kind of fell in love with him. But I think pretty much everybody, pretty much everybody in this draft is probably boom or bust. But uh, my 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 number one cat would be Christian Watson if he falls to the third round. Okay, all right, there you go. I like that, Christian Watson, uh, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. And look, the thing about it is, in reality, is kind of like what Tim said. Everybody's going to be boom or bust, especially in round three, especially in round four, especially in round five. Those are the, That was the round that got me. When I was going through that pro football focus uh, draft simulator, round five got me. Back-to-back picks, and honestly, I don't think – I think one time, the very last time I did the draft, that was the only time that my fifth-round picks were good. <laughs> it, was just, it was that simple. My fifth-round picks were terrible. The fifth round got me every single time except for the last time that I did the draft. So, uh, yeah, if you if you go through it, uh, like I said, try to do it. Go through uh, Pro Football Focus if you have an opportunity to get in front of your computer. Or maybe you can do it on your phone, the Mock Draft Simulator. And what you have to do is punch in that you're going to do all seven rounds, but then just pick the Raiders to be the team that you're going you're gonna to pick for. So then it'll simulate all the way up till pick 86. Then you make your pick, and then boom, it'll simulate until the next pick, and you know, so on and so forth. And then it'll give you your grade at the end and tell you how you did with all the all the different picks. And honestly, it's kind, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it really is. So I, I just had a little bit of fun on the podcast that uh, I put out today, and, and I thought that, that was pretty cool. And so, Damon, at some point before the show's over, I'm definitely going to have to have you do that and uh, participate in that because I think that you uh, – I think you'll have some fun with that. Oh, I've got it pulled up, you know, but we got callers and whatnot. But I, as soon as you mentioned it, I do have it pulled up. Okay, good. We'll do it at some point. Don't worry. We'll get it. You don't have to do it right now. We'll get it pulled up at some point. Robin Oakland hit us on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. When Gruden and Mayock were on TV, they had plenty of time and access to what the Patriots and other successful teams were doing. Much of what DZ says about taking guys that love football was echoed by Gruden and Mayock. I think the difference will be – in having the discipline to execute that philosophy and not make emotional and wishful picks. Robin Oakland. You know, the one thing I say about Robin Oakland, he always drops great text. 
his texts are always fantastic. I mean, they're always some some well thought out texts, and they make a whole lot of sense. And uh, I agree, I agree a hundred percent. And it's so funny when when I asked Dave Ziegler, and matter of fact, we'll play that. We'll play it right now. Here, here, let's go ahead and play it so you can actually hear what he had to say when I asked about the characteristics. What are you looking for? You know, what what are the what is the criteria for a player that you're trying to evaluate? What's the criteria that we look for when we're evaluating players? I would say. For us, a lot of it starts with the person. And so, um, and we've talked about this kind of at different points, but I would say people that um, love football, you want people that are passionate about their jobs, right? We all want to work with those types of people. We, always, we all want to hire those types of people that are passionate about their work. So I think it starts there. Um, good people, good character traits, uh, people that are willing to work with others, people that are selfless, people that are team oriented, like those are really important things for us. Um, football intelligence um, is an important aspect for us. Um, and I think like, you know, uh, kind of on its core, people that love football, uh, people that are good teammates, uh, people that have good football intelligence, those all calculate into low maintenance individuals. And I think the more low-maintenance individuals that you have where you're not uh, um, expounding energy on, in those different areas and you can focus just on getting better and winning, um, I think those are really some of the core criteria for us when we start to talk about a player on whether that player is going to be a fit for the Raiders or not. Forget about the talent and all those types of things. I think it has to, those areas have to make sense first, and then you graduate onto the skill set and the value and all those different types of things. How much is versatility important to you? It's um, versatility is is, is um, something that's highly important. The more you can do, the more positions you can play. Um, we know that the, it just it just improves your depth. There's going to be injuries along the way during the season. So if you have a player that can fill in in multiple spots, um, that's that's just that's extra value. And so I think the more that you can do, the more we're going to allow you to do, and the more that um, you know we can allow you to do, just the the more value you have for the club. So there you go right there. Very long answer from Dave Ziegler. You heard him double down on the versatility and how that's important as well. That's something that we have heard about. Uh, I think Vinny had asked him about versatility back at the owners meeting. And so that was just, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, like I said, a little bit longer, longer answer, but it makes a lot of sense, you know, and if it's low maintenance then and, and you, you have the, you know, you're, you're, you're not one of those guys that has to be, they have to be checking in on all the time. And, you know, it's just, it's so funny as I was listening to him answer that question, I did feel like I was listening to a lot of what, you know, Mayock had said before about, you know, guys that love football, guys that are passionate about football. As I mean, I'm thinking of all that, but going back to Rob's text is that he had, they had time, him and Gruden both had time to understand what successful teams were talking about, and those are the traits that successful teams look for. Guys who love football. And think about guys like Max Crosby. How much does he love football? How much have we heard he's the first guy in, last guy out? We hear about that all the time, right? Derek Carr, he said during the middle of the season last year, he said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the house and I'm about to get back to, uh, get back to film work. You know, I'm about to do all that. And so, you know, that's, that's just that's, that's guys that love the game. And when you love the game, it's a lot easier to come to work. It's just, like, it's just like our job. You know, we don't do our job because we get paid the big bucks. We do our job because we love it. You know, it's easier for me to get up in the morning and, and put on a headset and start working because this is what I love to do. So that makes all the sense in the world. Like, like Dave Ziegler said, if – if you have guys that are around you at your job, regardless of what you do and they're passionate about it, it's a lot easier to work with. So I, I like what I like what they're looking for in uh, in players. And again, that was a really good 
uh, thorough answer there from uh, GM Dave Ziegler. Let's go out to the phone lines again and talk to our guy, 502 Raider D. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show, my man. How we doing, gentlemen? How we doing tonight? Good. Blessed. How you doing? Uh, always blessed, man. Always blessed. Uh, two things. One, I think that uh, there's a guard out of UCLA. I believe his name is Sean Ryan, Ryan or something like that. Yep, Ryan, yep. Uh, that, that, that should be a person that's available in the third round. Um, and I think that guy would be excellent. Because what, what people got to realize, too, is that we're running the, uh, the offensive line from what Gruden ran and the offensive line from what uh, we're going to be running now is a little bit different. Right. And, and I, I, think, I think this guy kind of fits that. But the one thing that's going to be really good for us just in general offensively is that I think you're going to see Brian Edwards finally break out. Okay. We have so much, we have so much talent offensively that you're going to have to pick, you got to pick your poison. Right. So no matter whether they double cover somebody, whether it's a slot receiver, no matter who it is, you know, Brian Edwards is going to be able to eat this year, man. So I think, I think we're going to really see a difference in what's going on offensively. I think it's going to be, because you got to think about last year, we weren't horrible offensively. No. 20. We were bad in the red zone, <laughs> like almost right. like the 28, 27. Yeah. So we were moving the ball regardless. So I think offensively, we should be a top eight, nine offenses easily. We should be. Right. And if our defense, and if our defense is playing around that 15 area or above, man, the sky's the limit for what we can do, man. Phenomenal show. Always a pleasure talking to you guys both. Have a good one, man. Hey, thank you for the call. Great stuff. And, yeah, Sean Ryan is a guy that's actually been mocked to the Raiders multiple times, uh, and he's the, he is the uh, tackle out of UCLA. He's six foot five, 320 pounds. Uh, you know, they, they're, they've been adding some beef on the, defensive, on the defensive line, right? That's a big boy on the offensive line. Uh, I, I like uh, Daniel Falele. I like him a lot. Uh, he's just a monster. Uh, but, you know, this Sean Ryan sounds like a guy who's actually more polished than Falele, so it might make an actual better option. Than, uh, than what I'm talking about with Falele. So a good call right there. We definitely appreciate you. We want to continue to hear from you. 245 is the time. 702-365-9200. That is the Raider Nation listener line. If there's one guy that the Silver and Black can come out of the draft with next year, or in this uh, next week, actually, next week for next year, who would you want it to be? Hit us up and let us know. And then the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. We're live at Finley Cadillac. DeMond's in the performance studio. I'm actually in the dealership, and this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time! Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. <laughs> hold up now. They don't know about that, Damon. Oh, hold on. I got the whole place popping. Shout out to my man Juan. The Smasher just came by. Got hooked up with a T-shirt and a cup. We got them Cadillacs on 22s. Damon's uh, jamming right now. My man Jess. Vegas Jess just walked in. What's up, brother? It's always good to see you, my man. Yes, sir. Go on and get yourself. Hey, man, go on and get yourself fancy, man. Take it home to the wife, man. She'll, she'll be happy. She'll be proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just said, Q, I'm about to come stay at your house if I do something like that. <laughs> I got my specific directions, too, my man. I got directions, too. I got to make sure I uh, maintain my cool while I'm here. It's very hard to do so. I have, uh, I have a wandering eye when it comes to the Cadillac. You know what I mean? So, 
Cadillac outside ain't going to be too happy when it knows I'm in here flirting with other Cadillacs. You know what I'm saying? But that's what happens here when you come to Finley Cadillac. Come on by and hang out with us. We're going to be here. We got your T-shirts. We got your cups. I got a bunch of tickets and, and prizes uh, that we can give out to you as well. And, of course, we're just having a good time. And uh, we're talking some Raiders football. We're talking about what Dave Ziegler, the GM, had to say earlier today. Also talking about the draft coming up next week and what's the one player that you would really like to see the Raiders come out of the, the draft with. Somebody that you really got your eye on. We've had some really good answers, but we'd like to uh, we'd like to hear from you. We have Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the Review Journal coming up at the top of the hour. Damon, I know you told me who we had up next, but who's up next? Dave B. in the 757. Dave B., welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, bud, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, back to the not bringing sand to the beach. I think that's a West Coast thing, right? So I grew up in the Monterey Bay, and we heard it routinely there. So if people don't understand, I think it's probably because they're not from the West Coast. Okay, okay. Maybe that's – I'm a West Coast guy originally too, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But I I swear to you, I I thought I'd never meet someone who's never heard of don't bring uh, sand to the beach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so to to the point of a player that I'm looking up for – you know, and I, and I don't know if you talked about him on the pod at all, but uh, Cordell Slot, cornerback, LSU. Yes. Yep. Um, I, I picked, yeah, I picked him up in my mock in the fifth, right? So PFF Ooh. big board ranking of 104, getting him at 164 with an A plus grade. And LSU doesn't make bad cornerbacks, so I would love to see that guy follow us, especially in that in that round five spot. Your That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Good one. Thank, thank you so much for that, uh, that call, my man. And, yeah, Cordell Flott was actually a guy that I picked up, and I got him in round four. I'll actually go through my mock draft right now. I got Kellen Deesh out of Arizona State. I got him at number 86 to tackle because uh, my guy Mathis was already gone from Alabama. I got an A-minus grade on that. Then in round four at number 126, I did get the cornerback out of LSU, like you mentioned, Cordell Flott. I, uh, really, he got on my radar, not going to lie to you, because the Raiders have already visited with him. He's come in and, and, and met with the Raiders, had a top 30 visit with the team, and they need corner help, and he's got speed. I do know that for a fact. So getting him in the round four, 126, I got an A- minus on that grade. Then it got tricky. This was my fourth and final run, run at it. Round five is what really messed me up. But this was actually a good one. This was my better round five. Uh, next up, I didn't know. I wanted a linebacker. I wanted a linebacker really bad, and I didn't. I never got a linebacker in this this draft out of the five players. But the next guy I got was Alex Wright out of UAB, the edge the edge rusher, and I got a B on that. So that's pick one sixty four. And then all of a sudden, I had another pick, and I'm like, man, I just sweated out the last pick. Now I got another one. So I went and doubled down and got another corner, another corner that the Raiders have visited with in Damari Mathis, the cornerback out of Pitt. That's at pick 165. I got an A for that grade. And then I closed things out in round seven at 227 with a quarterback. And the first three, I got EJ Perry and I got grades of A with. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go get EJ Perry again and get another grade. He was gone. So I couldn't get EJ Perry but then Brock Purdy was there. So Brock Purdy from the Big 12, Iowa State, I got to see him a lot while I was there covering Baylor. Uh, he's a heck of a little player. I think that he's a guy that that honestly probably would be a, a Josh McDaniels dude. Like I could see a guy like Brock Purdy kind of growing year after year after year under under Josh McDaniels and seeing if he's got something at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the, you know a couple years in the system, seeing if he got a little something, something. So uh, I ended up getting a B minus for that. So my overall grade was an A minus, but that was four tries. It literally took me four tries to get to get these uh you know to get these guys in so demand we'll go through yours we'll do it at 315 we'll do it after we talk to ed so that'll be that'll be our uh, our live on air uh you know kind of go through your mock draft and see what you got and like i said anyone i encourage you if you have the opportunity if you have a uh, computer in front of you or you can do it on your phone and you can 
go ahead and go through that uh, mock draft. Feel free to do so. Hey, Q, real quick before we go to break, how yeah. in-depth was it? Could you try to, like, trade up or trade down? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, it's so funny because when I made the first pick or before, when it says to start the draft, the Jaguars are trying to trade the number one overall pick. So it's, it's like, okay, what would you give the Jaguars for the number one overall pick? And I'm like, man, there's not enough tea in China to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and trade all the way up to the number one overall pick. So I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to do all that. So uh, then you just have to say, uh, you know, just go, go to draft. And so then it'll, it'll simulate all the drafts before you. And I actually I became an a auctioneer. I was doing this, like I said, live on my, my podcast. And so uh, while I was waiting for it, I said, all right, here we go. Here we go. Simulating. It said 86 players or 86 picks go before you. Then it was going down to 83, then 80. And so I was like, 86, get you 83, 83, get you 82. 85, 85 can do that. You know what I mean? So, and I can't say it without getting the numbers messed up because I'm just not that guy, but it was pretty fun. So there you go. <laughs> That's what I got for you. 255 is the time. Coming up next, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. Ed Graney. I saw him this afternoon at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. He's from ESPN Las Vegas and the Review Journal. He'll talk about his takeaways, his biggest takeaways from what Dave Ziegler had to say and what he thinks the Raiders need to do next week in the draft. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.